Hello and welcome to the Baileys and Barbells podcast. This is your host, Lexis O'Hara. I'm a personal trainer and powerlifting coach specializing in sports performance and fitness nutrition. On this podcast, we talk all things strength and fitness while I sip on some Baileys. So grab your drinks and let's dive on in. Uh-oh, guys, today is going to get a little spicy. We are going to talk about the four diets I hate as a personal trainer and nutritionist. These are diets that I hate to see trending for fat loss and diets that I sometimes just roll my eyes to when people say they're going on these types of diets just to help with their fat loss goals. Some of them I just hate because I hate them, but others I hate them because people get into it without really being educated. And the first one that that's going to be, drum roll please, I think we can probably all guess what this is. And if not, well, then here it is. It's keto. This has been trending for a few years now. So the keto diet is a high fat diet. This means that about 70% of your diet is fats, not protein, fats. Protein actually is relatively Well, technically it's moderate, quote unquote, with about 25% of your diet being uh, protein. And then your carbs are less than 5% of active carbs, which is like anything with sugar. And that would be from your total calories. So I'll just go ahead and say it. Most of you guys are not on a keto diet. Most of the people who have come to me and talked about their nutrition say they're on keto and I have them track in my fitness pal and they're nowhere near being in keto. Most people who eat keto actually eat higher in protein. So the reason why I hate this diet is because you need carbs to function. So high fat really isn't a bad thing in our diet, but it's also not our body's main source of energy. The goal with keto is to get fat to be our main source of energy over carbs but zero carbs in your diet does create problems. Fat will still get energy from it. It just takes, it's a longer process. It's not the desired process that your body prefers to get energy. So by eliminating these carbs, you're eliminating your fruits, your grains. And this also has important micronutrients and phytochemicals in those foods that we need in our diet. Phytochemicals, they come from plants. They're different nutrients, different from micronutrients, um, but they come from our plants and they provide benefits to our immune system. And the biggest thing with this is the reason people see success with the keto diet is not necessarily because of fat loss. Now, if you are in a caloric deficit, you are seeing fat loss if you're in a caloric deficit. But the biggest reason why you will see weight loss on the keto diet isn't because you are losing fat. It is because you are losing water because carbohydrates, carbs, attract water. So you will hold on to water When you eat carbs, that's not a bad thing. It's going to happen the second you decide to eat carbs again, which eventually you will eat carbs again because your body is going to crave them and you more than likely will crash and eat some crazy amount of carbs and spiral downwards. But listen to the macronutrient podcast episode because that one will explain why you will eventually likely spiral. So that will also lead into some long-term effects of eating keto Um, Some people will see health issues. Now, some people will benefit. There are outliers. There are people who will function better with being in ketosis or being on a keto diet. But a lot of people will experience health issues. They'll see their immune system not functioning as efficiently. And eventually people will spiral downward and crash. 
But if you were to have been eating fruits and having a more balanced diet, then that is likely not going to happen to you. That's why I don't like keto. That's my number one diet that I just absolutely do not love. And you can try any diet that you want. And in fact, I encourage you, if you are listening to this and you've been wanting to try it, try it. But you also should be aware of some of the effects and some of the things that can happen. And you can be successful on it for two, three months and then spiral downward for the whole rest of the year. And then a year later, you're going to be like, look how much weight I lost on the keto diet. And then you think something's wrong with you because, you know, you gained weight and you lost control, but it really wasn't that there's it's deeper than that. So the next one is going to be the low carb diet, which is what most people who say they're on keto are actually on just a lower carb diet. What this is, is restricting your carbs. And the goal with this is to reduce your sugar intake and insulin response. So most of your calories when you're on a low carb diet are coming from your proteins and your fats which is very, very similar to the keto diet. The reason why I hate this is carbs are not the devil. Sugar isn't the devil. Fruit is so important for your diet. Fruit is sugar, but it's healthy for you and necessary for our diet. This diet teaches you, for the most part, that carbs are bad or carbs cause weight gain or carbs trigger you to eat a bunch of crap that you shouldn't be eating. But that's not the case because a lot of people also eat a lot of high fat junk foods and the carbs aren't triggering that. It's the fats. All right. So my third one is going to be the vegan diet. I need to say I am all about veganism. So what vegan is, it's eliminating all animal products from your diet. So technically, this is even from your everyday life. People who are vegan, especially for ethical reasons, they eliminate a lot of things outside of just the food they eat. So being vegan is truly a lifestyle. And I am so, so, so all about it. But I'm specifically saying I don't like the vegan diet as a way to diet for health. I went what was it? In 2016, I went vegan for three months. I ended up eating so much kiwi and pineapple (laughs) that I burnt the inside of my mouth and I couldn't eat for a week straight. And it was the most, like, this is dramatic. I wanted to say it was the most traumatizing time of my life. No, it wasn't. But it was, it was rough because during this time, I was also struggling with my binge eating disorder still. So, I binged on highly acidic fruits because I was going vegan. And I was like, yay, oh my gosh, I love this. This is awesome. Until I couldn't eat for a week and my whole entire mouth was just, it was, it was so painful. So I'm all about the vegan lifestyle. And then up until I moved to New York, I was pretty much, well, on my own, I was fully vegetarian. And then whenever I went on music tours, because I used to work on music tours as well, I would eat vegetarian. But on music tours, if there was meat around, I would eat that. After bodybuilding, that's when I stopped eating or cooking meat. Because for me, it's just ethical reasons. From a nutrition fitness standpoint and eliminating my ethical beliefs about it, meat is meat's not bad. And dairy is, eh, well, Dairy is not bad. Dairy does cause a lot of bloating issues with some people, but it really just depends from person to person. And really any food can, by the way, cause bloating. Like too much rice and beans can cause those issues, which also is my life because I that's my staple diet. So anyways, the vegan diet is eliminating animal products from your diet and also just from your everyday life. So typically what you'll eat is grains, fruits, veggies, and nuts. But the reason that this one is on my list of 
the top four that I hate is because I see a lot of people jump into these vegan diets and they don't really know what they're getting themselves into. For example, when someone is choosing to eat vegan, you're not eating much protein or meat, I should say. You're not eating animal products. And there are nutrients that come from animal products that we don't create in our body. So our they're essential nutrients and if we lack them, we can have some serious health issues. So those vitamins that are you know, most common are B12, vitamin D, which you can get from, you best absorb it in the sun. But a lot of vegans lack vitamin D, um, just absorbing it and metabolizing it properly. Iron, omega-3s, so stuff like that. Um, so if you are someone who is planning on going vegan, be mindful, look up the vitamins that you should be incorporating into your diet and just fully understand what you're doing. Make sure you still get in your protein. So check out, I feel like I'm always promoting First Form, but I adore First Form. I'm not affiliated at all, but I love their protein and they have vegan protein. I drink, what do I drink of theirs? I drink their mint, is mint chocolate chip a vegan flavor they have? I think it's a mint chocolate that they have. And that's what I'm drinking right now. Freaking love it. I'm about to actually have it as a late night snack to finish my night off after this podcast is over. So make sure you get the protein in. Make sure you're not missing out on any of the vitamins or micronutrients that you need in your diet because that is important for your health. But at the same time, I am going to fully support anyone who wants to be vegan. It's just you need to know what you're doing before you jump into it. And then the fourth one is intermittent fasting. This is a plot twist because I actually do intermittent fasting. I started doing intermittent fasting as a way to cope with my binge eating disorder because essentially what intermittent fasting is, is controlled binging. So what intermittent fasting is, it's pushing your meals back later in the day, or some people choose only eating um, for the first half of the day, but most people choose to push their meals back and eat larger portions at the end of the day. With this diet, there are also eating windows and The fasts usually last anywhere from 10 to 16 hours. This also includes your sleep. The reason why I hate it, lack of knowledge, it can trigger people to binge even harder. So that's why I will always say like, or try to remind people when I speak of eating disorders, I speak from my own personal experience and not anyone else's because everyone's going to react differently to things. For me, intermittent fasting helped tremendously But with someone else, it can trigger it even worse. So it's important to keep in mind. And if you are struggling with an eating disorder, go to a dietitian or see a dietitian who specializes in your eating disorder because they are the best person to go to. They will know how to work with you specifically. And the more specialized you can get with that, the better. But the other reason why I hate this diet too is because a lot of people think calories don't matter when you're eating intermittent fasting and you can eat whatever you want. And that's not true, even in the slightest. It does help for some people. It does help um, control your calories better, which is what it does for me. Another reason, and this is really my last note on intermittent fasting, is that there has been some research that's shown that it can negatively impact women's hormones, especially for those who are on birth control. But There's also very conflicting data with this. So for me, I love intermittent fasting, but for a lot of people, what people think it is, is holding their meals off for the day, but then still 
overeating because they don't track their calories or they don't track their macros. And at the end of the day, macros are what matters. It's not pushing the meals off. Intermittent fasting is just a tool to help you get into that caloric deficit if that's what your goal is. So that's all it is. It's not just a free for all at the end of the day. So that will just make things worse for you. It's it's supposed to be a way to help you control your nutrition and your diet. So I personally am a huge fan for myself of intermittent fasting and the vegan diet, but all four of these are popular diets that I have heard my own clients or people on the internet ranting and raving about. Don't just jump into a diet that you know nothing about in general. I think it's good that you at least understand what you can expect and if those things start to happen. So for example, if you do decide to go keto or low carb and you start to see yourself spiraling or start to see yourself getting triggered by desserts or processed foods, then you understand, okay, this might be a sign that I'm out of balance. Then you can take the proper steps if you do notice that with yourself so that you don't spiral out of control. It all is about balance at the end of the day. And also, talking about that, if you are dieting, the best approach is a slow approach rather than a vigorous approach because that will also allow you to maintain balance a lot better. That is it for today, you guys. I will see you in the next episode. If you want to learn more about coaching or training and nutrition as a whole, you can head over to www.flexclub.fit and check out all the cool stuff we've got going on over there. And if you guys liked today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. But other than that, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys.